Welcome to TC Daily, the technology show brought to you by Tech Central. I'm Duncan McLeod. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. You can do so on YouTube at youtube.com slash techcentral or subscribe to our daily newsletter at techcentral.co.za slash newsletter. I'm very pleased to welcome my next guest into the studio. It's Dietloff Marais, and he is chief executive of, well, actually I was going to say Vumatel, but you're now chief executive of a company called Massive, which is the new holding company of both Vumatel and Dark Fiber Africa. But Dietloff, you're also still running Vumatel, is that right? Yeah, I'm still the CEO of, of Vumatel as well. Okay. Uh, but we created this parent company called Massive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... it's it's from the Greek word messy, right. which means togetherness. And we just put the V on to make it massive. And it's a parent company with DFA and Bumatel mm-hmm. under it now. You know? right. so and it's spelled M-A-Z-I-V. That's right. Um, yes. And I, I guess it's a play on the word massive as well. It's exactly like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. uh, th- those are your ambitions, to be a massive player in the fiber market. I Listen, guess. we are a massive you player. You are, really. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think, I think what we're seeing is with, with DFA, you know, DFA was very disruptive uh, 12 years ago, you know, with bringing dark fiber to South Africa. And, yeah. you know, they got like a 15,000 kilometer fiber network linking up base stations and mm-hmm. businesses. You know, so really, I think leader, leader in their market share, you know. And then you got Vuma, you know, yeah. we started seven years ago. First Parkhurst, I think we interviewed with you as well, you know, when we launched. Yes. And it's just absolutely fantastic today. 1.7 million homes passed, you know. We're looking 1.7 at million. Yeah. Wow. We're looking at going for 2 million, trying hard, pushing hard my operation po- operational people to get to 2 million this, this, year. Year, this year. Yes. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. I remember meeting Neil Skuman, who was the, the founding CEO of, of Vimatel in Parkhurst, where mm. he actually put the spade in the ground. Mm. It feels like just the other day. <laughs> Listen, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been so, you know, t- you know look mm. at it, what we've done over the last five years. Yeah. And it's exponential, you know, mm. every year is just faster, yeah. you know. But, but I think I think under the massive, you know, we're looking at, you know, you know if you look at it from a purpose point of view and, and what we want to stand for, it's, it's, it's human connectivity. You know? yeah. it's, it's, it's changing lives, you know, it's really making that impact. And I think both these organizations and both the segments, enterprise mm. and consumer, if you, if you look at where we play in those, those segments, we, 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 we're doing it. Yeah. You know, but the challenge is, is how do we do it better? Yeah. You know, and, and we're sitting with this opportunity where, you know, if you look at the market penetration on fiber to the home, it's 25%. You know, so, so we're still sitting with that, with that percentage. I don't think everybody will ever, will ever connect at home, but I think there's still a 60, 70, 75% penetration there. That this is astonishing. Absolutely astonishing given yeah. that first, uh, the, 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 what do you call the dirt, uh, the uh, sods were dug up in Parkhurst, yeah. what, seven, eight years ago now? Eight years ago, yeah. Eight, and how, how much this market has changed. Yeah. Now, I remember pre-Vumatel, companies like Telcom and others saying, and the mobile operators, saying fiber doesn't make sense in a South African market. Mm-hmm. We live too far apart. The economics will never work. Vumatel came and proved them all hopelessly wrong. Yeah. Are you sometimes surprised at how successful you've been? Yeah, listen, Definitely. You know, and I think with us launching the prepaid model as well, mm-hmm. you know, just it was impossible for us to think like that. And suddenly we sat there one day and I can remember we're still debating this, you know, how do yes. we go into a lower segment, you know, the under and previously underserved areas. And and a lot of people around the table said, listen, this is still impossible. You know? yeah. And then the prepaid thing came up. Mm-hmm. And today everybody's replicating the prepaid, mm-hmm. you know. So we were we were one of the first countries in the world that, that did a prepaid Copied obviously from mobile, but mm-hmm. we did a prepaid on 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 fixed. Yeah, and and I think it's those small little things that 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 
you know, make the impossible possible, you know, and it's a bit of a mindset thing, mm. you know. So even if you look at Massive, how we want to position it is, is from a challenger brand point of view, you mm -hmm. know. And you don't have to be second to challenge. I mean, from a leadership point of view, how do we keep challenging ourselves? Meaning, meaning how do we cre keep on creating innovative solutions? How do we disrupt? Mm. And how do we actually get to a point where the consumer can benefit from it? Yeah. And, and, uh, and I think that's, that's, that's the simple thing. And, and honestly, you look at the two teams, you look at the enterprise team, DFA, you look at the Vuma team, that's these young, amazing, dynamic people, you know, that's just got that, this can-do attitude. So it's not, it's not thousands of people. We're running it with 700 people, you know, mm. both, both organizations combined. But there's a risk-taking element as well from a yes. leadership point of view. I mean, if you look at Remgro, you know, mm. I speak to Peter Ace from time to time, and he's, he's the chairman of Massive. Uh, and also a senior executive in Remgrow, and he's also incredibly bullish about the market opportunity mm -hmm. here. And these are risk-taking moves. I mean, you're spending billions and billions of rand rolling out infrastructure into parts of the country where, where previously people said there's no financial um, model to do this like this. And yet you're saying, we're going to do it, we're investing the mm -hmm. money, it's going to work. You're taking yeah. a risk. And, and uh, um, while you have those young teams on the ground, the, the leadership teams of both Remgrow and and massive slash Vumatel slash DFA also pretty pretty aggressive, right? Yeah, and that's that's the challenge, you know. How do you keep that innovative risk, little bit of a risk taking, mm. you know, fail forward type of scenario in yeah. in the business? You know, it gets tougher the bigger you get, you know, mm. because it gets more structured, more business mm. case orientated. But but I think I think that's the culture we want to create and and, and or, or keep, you yes. know, and and build on. What what plays in our favour is is the market. You yes. know, you, you, we we unconnected market. You know, so so really, it's a, it's efficiencies. It's obviously innovative th solutions to get to points where where you can offer these services at price points that make sense mm. in in areas that need the services. Mm. You know, and um, you know, I was at the digital council forum the other day, and and you know, I always believe that listen, connectivity is super critical. Mm. You know, you know, when we when we brought. 2G into into the markets in Africa. We close that, we close the gap. You know the mm. digital gap in a way people yes. could communicate and contact uh, businesses, and suddenly op Central Africa opened up, and that gap we closed. I can remember years ago we could never get fax machines to work even ever in D DRC, mm. and and we so we skipped some technologies, but but the the gap we closed, I believe, in in the late 90s, early early 2000s, will be. Mind will be super small against the gap that will that's being created in in the world mm -hmm. at this point through connectivity because everything is just going faster. So by yeah. twenty thirty, we need a connected South Africa to compete. It's it's as simple as that. Yeah. And if we can't get it right, that gap, that digital gap between us and the rest of the world will will be huge, much bigger than. Mm -hmm than we saw, saw in the early 2000s. And, and I think that's the purpose. I mean, that's what we want to do. We want to say, listen, let's take those, those, uh, those risks in a controlled way, you know, and, and challenge new things, get the solutions, but, but let's, let's create connectivity. Let's connect South Africa and, and in a way, Africa in time. Yes. Are there, are there any other companies that you kind of model yourself after? I mean, are there no. other fiber providers elsewhere in the world in, de in developing markets that have done what you were doing here? I think we're leading. Listen, I, I was in Vodafone for a long time. You know, Portugal was our leading market at that point. Mm -hmm. I think we're better than them. <laughs> I have to say that. But, but no, so, so we're doing it differently. And our market dynamics is totally different. Yeah. You know, our demographics is totally different. I mean, um, 
you know, you know, just the market economics is different. You know, we're building in places now with people with household incomes lower than 5,000 and a month, you know, and, and how do you make that affordable? How, mm. how do you get a return on investment in, in markets like that? And yes, you can maybe go look at the Brazils of the world or some of the India, India places in the world, but I think we're leading in our, in our market at mm. this point. And, and it's out-of-the-box thinking, you know. We're getting solutions that is very specific to South Africa at this point, you know. And and I think that's that's a key, key, key factor for us. I want, I want to spend quite a bit of time exploring that with mm. you and some of the markets you're looking to go into and, and, and why and how you're going to do that. But let's just talk a little bit about the restructuring of the business. Uh, DFA and Vumatel have historically been quite separate businesses, but shared shareholding at the top. Mm. Um, they're now being brought together under the massive stable. Just take us through why that's happening uh, why the business are being integrated? What opportunities do you see in doing that? I think it was always a, an objective for CIVH to do it. You know, when 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 CIVH bought into into Vuma or bought Vuma, you know, I think the idea was always to see, listen, what synergies can we get from a core network point of view? What synergies can we get from a technology point of view? And I think the end goal was was always to get to. Um, to the customer, you know, to expand footprint, mm. you know, to get to solutions, exactly what I was saying, from an innovative point of view to get to places that, that was definitely not possible in the past. You know, for instance, uh, if you look at it a few years ago, there was no way you could get back all into into the smaller, small secondary mm. cities type of scenario, you yeah. know. And I think that's, that's what, what scale does, you know. It gives you opportunities that makes economical sense to get into these areas and then expand mm -hmm the product and services that you want to offer out there, you know, and I think, I think that was always the goal. I think, mm -hmm. and, and really Peter, Peter Ace was driving that. I yep. think that was his, his idea. We just haven't done it yet, you know, so, so, so now we created this parent vehicle company over, over the two, two segments, which is the enterprise and the um, consumer segment. And I think now it starts, you know, now we can really look at some of these synergies to mm -hmm. say, listen, do we actually, integrate the core layer and look at things a little bit differently on how do we roll out stuff into different markets. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's the objective. So it's more for me an efficiency thing and then also to expand footprint and getting solutions, innovative solutions out there that we can absolutely cater for, for, for the market need right. in time. You know? Right. Now, mm -hmm. you've invested billions in the network. You've got Vodacom now. I think the deal's done. We're just waiting for approval from the Competition Commission. When are we expecting that, by the way? Listen, it's, it's, we're going through the process, mm -hmm. you know, so we're doing, we've done a few of the requests for information type of uh, uh, questionnaires. I think it's going well, mm -hmm. you know, at this point, you know, we obviously, we, we did our application a year ago, you know, so it's been a year it's now. It's taking its time. It's taking its time, but, but listen, it's also, it's also a, 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 a very serious type of a, type yeah. of a transaction mm -hmm. and deal. But but I think it's it's positive. You know, if you look at it, you know, we we building up our business block of of businesses is definitely open access. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's expanding. It's yeah. getting to the people. You know, it's going into lower LSM areas. It's going into previously underserved areas. You know, it's connecting South Africa. So I think all of that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, and I think Ikasa and both Ikasa and um, the Comcom com has to go through the process. You know, mm -hmm. uh, obviously we wanted to happen a little bit faster. <laughs> But but listen, it's it's a process. I think I think at this point it's it's very positive mm. from our side. Yes. So Vodacom is going to take thirty percent of the business, but there's an option for yes. them to take up yes. to forty percent within the first year. Yes. Is it? Yes. 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 Um, they're investing. I think it's six billion rand, if I remember correctly. They're also bringing their network to the table. So mm. they're. I think it's largely fiber to the business, but they also have some fiber to the home mm. infrastructure as well. And they've agreed with the shareholders. 
that, that, that their network, their fibre assets that are being contributed will become open access. Yes. Just explain to me what open access is exactly and why were the shareholders insistent that if this deal was to go ahead, that Vodacom would make its own fibre assets open access as well? Yeah, I think open access, there's a few definitions, but my, yeah. my basic definition of open access is it's just opening your network to every every service provider in in, in, in South Africa. Right. You know, we... If you look at it, you know, if you look at all the other FNOs, they all got big ISPs linked to them directly. You mm. know, we're one of the only FNOs with, with not a big, not an ISP linked to us, really. Mm. You know, so, so we appear open access type of a network, meaning that you've got all these layers, the service layer. If you want to take part in the network, we, we, we allow you at the same terms to take part in our network, you yeah. know, to, 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 to take portions of our network. And I think it's just, it's the way to do business, you know. Right. It drives competition, it creates and a vibrant market, you know. We got, uh, currently on Vuma Network, we've got nearly 78 ISPs on the network, you know, and uh, all different different propositions, you know, competing differently in different segments, different areas, you know, and, and that creates that excitement. And I think that's it. Same with DFA. I mean, every business, service business in, in South Africa can 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 contact DFA and take part in or, 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 or lease portions of their network or do commercial okay. agreements on their network. And I think that's the way we have to do business. You know, with infrastructure layer and you've got a clear service layer mm -hmm. that you keep open access. Yes. Right. Okay. So, Dietloff, you said the network is now reaching 1.7 million homes past. I know you don't publish your connection rate, um, but, you know, there's, you've, you've rolled out extensively across Johannesburg and Cape Town and some of the other cities as well. Are the cities pretty much done now in terms of the suburbs? I, I would say your your your, your your high LSM su su suburbs definitely don't. Okay. So we're looking at about a four point, I would say four point five million homes passed in 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 you know how high LSM areas, you know, and in total in, in total, okay. yeah. So there's a there's overbuilt there definitely. Mm -hmm. Pe the people obviously, some of the older technologies being swapped out, but some of the FNOs now, you know, that, that uh, the DSL type of solutions, copper mm -hmm. being swapped out now. So we're looking at about a 35% overbuilt, which I think is a bit of a problem as well because you you got people double investing in areas, you know, yeah. and, and then you also got this huge uh, 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 underserved area at this point with no connectivity, mm. you know. So so it's for me, uh, uh, you know, I can I can debate that for a little while, but but... You're seeing some overbuild happening in the markets, but but really on the high LSM areas, you know, the the, the easier side of the country coverage mm. has, has been done. You know, yeah. so so for me, it's now the next. You know, it's it's the 4.4 million homes, which which basically is in in the LSM bracket of of between 30,000, just under 30, between 5,000 and 30,000 rand a month. You know, those are the Mitchell's Plains and the some of the Soweto areas. You know, the Fosluris, Shushangupu areas. And and we've built nearly a million homes there, so, so we we tr we're chasing to get to a million homes by middle next year. Yeah, I would love to see that we can build two three million homes in that in that segment. But it it becomes a little bit more difficult because it becomes smaller. You know, you mm. got your you got your nice you know volume volume areas, and then it becomes a little bit smaller. But mm. but I see us moving into those areas really rapidly, and there's four point four million homes and. In 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 that in that uh, segment. Do you change your approach in those areas to make it more affordable yeah. to roll out? Do you do 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 you do uh, aerial fiber rather than trenching? How, how do you approach? A yeah, it's a mix. It's a mixture. So yeah. so so if you look at we we started in 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 Mitchell's Plain, mm -hmm. and and the soil was so soft in Mitchell's we could do a moling technique, which was uh, fantastic. But we only mold on the one side of the road, and then we did passes through through uh, uh, under underneath the roads, but. 
But so 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 you use different techniques, but you have to get the cost down. Yeah. But then also, I mean, remember your 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 your, your, your area of coverage is smaller, you know. So yeah. so your density is higher, which makes it much more feasible. Mm. And that's why you can actually get to different price points because of the co- cost of capital per home. Yes. You know, and and I think that's the that's the the science behind it, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, so so I use aerial. Aerial is fantastic, you know. If we, if you can use aerial, and and we do it in such a great way that that really it's 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 quick to deploy. It's it's very efficient, effective, and it and it it it, it, it creates a uh, the opportunity to put a price out there that that makes sense, you know. So so basically, it's different models. Then obviously, as you go to different areas, it, it differs. But but I would say, listen, it's it's very capital intensive. Like like this year, we nearly we're spending nearly three billion just on on putting fiber in the ground, you wow. know. And we've been doing this for quite a, quite a while, you know. And it's always back to a return on investment, effectively, you know. But um, but what I'm very serious about is quality. You know, you get, you know, if you look at it, you get all these, ugh, you get a lot of solutions where people just roll out because it's dense. People think, listen, you know, it's 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 low LSMs, you know, yeah. low household incomes. You know, we can roll out a mesh service or a wireless mm-hmm. service, and then suddenly the capacity just gets eaten up. Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 seeing now in, uh, and then your quality of service just goes down. You know, so we seeing in Mitchell's Plain, for instance. Houses are now using f- 400 gigs of data a month, <laughs> which is basically one and a half times more than in Sandton or Parkus <laughs> because of people in the house. There's seven, eight, ten devices in those homes. So how can they, how can they survive on a wireless solution? Mm. You know, and, and I think quality is critical. You know? The deeper you go into, into the previously underserved areas, the more focus should be on quality. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's what we also telling ECAS and the regulators is, is the solutions we're giving to the people are quality solutions. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's the critical thing, you know, because that's where you need the, the, the stable connectivity. The kids there have to get access to the schooling. Yeah. You know, you have to be able to, to, to do your work from home there, you know, because that's, that's, where, the, that's, where, we, that's where the people are. And that's where that's where we're going to change South Africa. That's uh, I see it. Right now, yeah. this this product you've got in Mitchell's Plain is that called Zuma Reach? That's Reach. Yeah. That's yeah. the that's the that's the um, that's the LSM between thirty thousand below thirty thousand and and above five thousand right. per month. Yeah. And and you've rolled out uncapped uncapped broadband at a certain speed, right? Yeah, we got three speeds there. We got three speeds to twenty ten. Yeah. We started with twenty ten, mm-hmm. and then. Um, you know, we, we thought about it and there were people that obviously wanted to do, they were doing call center work from home, they were studying from home, they created their own businesses from home, they wanted a better speed. So right. so we're doing a 40 meg service as well and a 100 meg service now. Wow, you know? wow. So there's a limit. I mean, it's going to be difficult for us to do a gig or 10 gig service from there. But sure. but really we can get, I think we can easily get to 100, 100 200 service in time. You know, we'll have to upgrade the network a little bit. Yeah. But still, I mean, we can give it a give, give a hundred hundred service, yeah. uh, hundred service in those areas. Yes. Okay. And the pricing starts at what sort of level on Vimareach? It's like a three ninety nine package for uncapped okay. right. twenty meg service. Yes. Okay. And then going up for the foster speed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and what sort of take up has there been in Mitchell? No, phenomenal take up. So so how I does mean, it compare areas to? That, no, how does it's it like double to? double some of the take ups. Wow. That we've seen in really some of the core networks. Yes. That's astonishing. Mm. So the demand's there. The demand's there because the needs there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and this is where you change lives. Mm. You know, and uh, 
And that's what we stand for. I mean, honestly, we're doing it because of impact. Uh, and and uh, yes, obviously, return on investments. And I've got shareholders looking at me as well. <laughs> but but listen, if you do it like that, and, and there's a there's a purpose, mm. and you're doing it correctly, I mean, you you'll see the returns yeah. coming. I mean, everyone thought that townships and, and places like Mitchell's Plain would always be connected through some sort of wireless solution, be it mobile or, or something else. But you're actually proving that mm. it's not necessarily true. Do you think that uh, the whole of Soweto is going to get wired up with fire? They wired up. Already? Yeah. We basically wired up Soweto. The whole thing? Very close to the whole thing. <laughs> That's astonishing. <laughs> I didn't even know you'd... I know you'd started uh, there. I didn't realise you'd... No, no, no. You'd... And and uh, so, so, so of course, Lourdes, switched on already. You're switched on, active. It's been running for the last year and a half. Now. Take up in Soweto. Fantastic. Okay, okay. So Fos Lourdes, so you're going to focus on all the big townships on the periphery of the cities. We've basically focused on them. Okay, mm. so so basically done. Obviously, there's pockets of, of, of places we have to go to still. Yeah. But uh, but but I would say the big ones we could be, you know we got to be. Mamelodi, I think we're in process of. I mean, there's one or two other players in Mamelodi at this point. But Shushengubwe, you know, um, Fosler really doing well. Phoenix chats with uh, KZN. Okay. Fantastic, you know. So, so, so you've got these pockets of, 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 of places that's absolutely working. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm. What, what have your learnings been in rolling out in these areas? Are there, are there challenges that you specifically <laughs> challenges you? Community. Yeah. You have to get the community honestly to believe in it. Right. You know, and uh, and you've got different elements. You know, you've got forums and you've got people playing a little bit around. But, That's but really local empowerment, definitely. Okay. But but bigger than that is, is obviously you're going to use local local labor. You work with the communities. But but the community backing, because, because they have to realize what benefit this brings to the community and what it does to development. And I think if they understand that perfectly, and, and then the community drives actually the, right. the, the rollout for us. Okay. You know, so and does that then deal with these issues like these? Yeah, they just, they, they just it, it, it yeah. normally gets sorted out normally. Yes, you yeah. always get the, these, these informal forums working, you mm -hmm. know, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's tough. Remember, it's, it's yeah. very tough to do it, you know. But, but really, I think if the community gets, gets um, sees what, what it does, you know, there's mm. educational programs. We cover the schools that we pass, you know. I would love to go into the libraries in time. Yeah. But we're covering currently 650 schools, you know, that we give a gig line to. Mm -hmm. The ISPs then also give a service to it. So it's an active school. Yeah. So now we want to see is, listen, what, what additional services can we put onto the school so the, the, the kids can get the benefits, you know. So... So really, I would love to connect every school that we that we pass. You know, so so goal at this point is to get to a thousand schools quickly with that connectivity yeah. solution. Yeah, and it's all prepaid in these areas, right? All and prepaid. Yeah. How important is has prepaid been in the success of? No, phenomenal. Because mm -hmm. remember, I mean, one of the one of the barriers were definitely the connection leg of it. Yeah, you look at areas, and then you look at scale. Collections an issue. You mm -hmm. know, it's it's definitely an issue yeah. now. Yeah. Now this is just a prepaid platform, so we're tying up with the payment payment uh, gateways. You know, uh, there's I can't tell you who we're tying up with with now, but I mean, there's big retail retail outlets by, is, uh, signing up with us as well. Okay. You know, or us signing up with them, but but it's basically getting those payment solutions, payment gateways linked to to the prepaid platforms, and then it's simple. It's going to be know? like getting airtime for yourself. It's then. getting airtime. It's like getting airtime uh, prepaid electricity. Yeah. You know, and it's hassle free. You know, so so it's that always connect easy access type yeah. of scenario that we follow. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, uh, I was listening to Peter Ace. I think you were, you were presenting as well at the Rainbow Capital Markets Day a few months back. 
Um, and I was, I was amazed to hear him talking about rolling out, potentially rolling out uncapped broadband to areas at 100 rand a month. Mm. Uh, and I take it this is part of your Vuma Key initiative. Mm. Can you tell us a bit about Vuma Key? What is it exactly? And uh, uh, is, is Peter, um, I mean, is, is 100 rand a month possible? Yeah, that's no, possible. How? And Peter, <laughs> Peter <laughs> no, it's, it's, yeah, listen, that was the question, but it's definitely possible, right. you know. So we, we piloted, remember, years ago we actually mentioned that we would like to do a pilot in Alex. Yes. So we've done the pilot in Alex. We're actually extending this pilot in Alex. And there it's a little bit, little bit it's a 10 meg service, you know, it's uncapped. You know, it, it starts with a minimum 10, but it can go up to basically a 50 meg service in time. And, and it's, it's a little bit more contended, but it's a dedicated service. Fiber and a little bit of a, a different technology in there, but it's a fiber connectivity to, to your house. So it's dedicated, mm -hmm. you know, so it's a guaranteed service, you know. Um, and, and yes, we can get to 100, under 100 and a, a, a connection or a, a house. Well, uncapped and 10 megabit per second fiber. Yes, yes, and it'll be more than that. You know, I want to say 10 now, but I don't yeah. want to commit to a 20. But, mm -hmm. but listen, it'll be more than a 10. Let me, let me right. say it like that, minimum 10. And, uh, but rem remember, that's the more the informal dwellings. You know, yes. these, these are people that don't own the properties. You know, it's a little bit more informal yeah. settlements. It's, it's, it's household incomes, or let's say measured household incomes of less than 5,000 rand a month. Yes. But there's disposable income there. Yes. Remember, there's more than we think. Mm. And, um, and there's demand to get online. Oh, and there's demand. The mm. challenge is how do you do this? How do you digitalize this? How do you get your channel to be profitable in time? You know, yeah. the, so those are the questions we have to get around. You know, um, you know, and um, and and all that we have to get answers to those mm. questions. But 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 listen, it's there. So so, Kaimandi, we 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 piloting now, very successful. Where you is know, That's in Stellenbosch, just outside Stellenbosch. Okay. Kailicha, we actually piloting now. You know, um, so 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 we actually. We're doing it commercial live customers. Live customers, okay. yes. Yeah. So, so, so we, and and we're extending it a little bit. So, so as we do it, we learn. That's mm -hmm. it. For, you know, failing forward or making mistakes right. forward, and and we're making mistakes. You know, and it's it's a little bit more. How do you localize your distribution? How do you localize a, a lot of the businesses around it? So, there's a lot of questions, and there's a lot of learnings we have to take from from this. Huh? Mm -hmm. So, we're going to make a few mistakes, and I think we are making mistakes, but but we're making inroads. Mm -hmm. You know, so we're getting to a solution that I think. Oh, if we can get it right, we we're gonna get it right. You yeah, know? and listen, at the end, other competitors will follow us. You know, they're following me now or us now on um, prepaid. You know, like yeah. every second person is now launching prepaid. You know, which I love because mm -hmm. we got sixteen million homes to cover. Yeah, you know, so so we need the investment going in. It must just be clever investment, not overbuild and predator pricing in areas where where there's no service. Yeah, you know? we must we must be clever in investing. You know. So, so, so to take me through one of these pilot projects that you're running. Uh, what does it actually look like? Uh, I presume it's aerial fiber that's coming in. Yeah. Um, what does the access point look like? Um, I presume it looks very different to a suburban house. Yeah, it's an aerial fiber and it's an aerial fiber going into the dwelling. Okay. You know, it, 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 it's basically that, you know, right. so, so you've got... And there's a box. There's like a box and there's, a, there's then, a, then there's a, a ONT in one of the units and then it's a split out of that ONT. Okay. So... So, um, but but it's very similar. It's just it's a little. It looks a little bit different to to a, a dug ground fiber yeah. or a. But the connection is very simple. Simple. Yeah. It's very close to, um, you know, the 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 um, the stand fiber. You know, where the poles, the mid block fibers, where you put the 
poles in the mid block, like the old telecom model where they mm. where you got a telecom pole in the back of your garden. It's very similar to that, and then there's just more drop off points, but effectively from there. Right. Know? So, um, so so it's it's it's. Uh, so the idea is actually to connect every single dwelling unit, yes. uh, not to create Wi-Fi hotspots throughout the. No, it's not going to be Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi doesn't work. You know, it's yeah. it's just because of the volumes. There have been a lot of attempts to do yeah, that. Yeah, it's volumes. Remember, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Is I mean, people, people are people are using 400 gigs in in Mitchells at this right. point. Yeah. Right. And uh, you know, you look at the active devices in those homes. It's just going to become more. Yeah. You know, I even look at the and, and I think this is what 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 I see going forward. But I mean, I think your entry speeds will also go up. Mm-hmm. You know, the days of just having a 10 meg service or a 20 meg service is gone, you know. Mm-hmm. I think three, four, five years from now, you'll, your entry point will be at least 100 meg, 200 meg service going in. Yeah. You know, and that obviously, that creates that demand and that more mm-hmm. volume and, 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 and you'll see your usage going up mm-hmm. tremendously in time. Yeah. And that's why I say, you know, if people ask me about fiber versus other technologies and over the tops. Listen, you need fiber. You know, and that's what I love with the DFA Vuma model now is remember we we also giving access to the fiber you know to the 5g providers you know and that's that's the that's the whole thing that works because it's it's mobile it's always connected it's it's different technology seamless different technologies yeah. and that's where i see convergence going you know and that's why i think if you look at the whole world you know the vodacom you know the deal is a is a is a deal that has to happen you look at mtn rain looking at telcom it's a it's a deal that that has to happen in time because that convergence has to happen mm-hmm. between fixed and mobile because your volumes and your throughputs and your speeds, it's difficult to just run it all frequencies mobile. and spectrum. Yeah. You have to have that connectivity and access to your, to your infrastructure. I mean, if you've connected up every dwelling in South Africa, almost every dwelling in South Africa, is there still a place for mobile yes. data? They, they'll still coexist. Yeah, because it's con- you look at the world, yeah. it's convergent. Mm-hmm. You can't... You need that to converge in time, you know, because people do travel, they do move, you need speeds. You, that always connected is the key thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you can ask any kid in Europe today, I mean, they're always connected. If they're on a train, they're on Wi-Fi. If they're in, a, if they're in, a, in their offices, they're on Wi-Fi. If they're in the cars, they actually got... So, 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 but, but they always want to be connected. Yeah. It doesn't matter on what technology, but the, but the integration and the convergence between fixed and mobile... Mm which is complemented from a fiber point of view versus a coverage point of view on, on, a, on the mobile side has to, has to be, it will happen. Mm-hmm. It will happen. Mm-hmm. Go look at the rest of the world. It's happening. You know, and, and I think it's, it's complementary. And if you want world-class services with 400 gigs at a speed that makes sense in time, that convergence between a fixed fiber versus a mobile solution is super critical. Critical. Mm-hmm. Before I let you go, let's talk a little bit about consolidation because there's been talk about this for years. In fact, Vumatel has played a role in some consol- some of that consolidation in, in previous years. You bought fiber hoods. There have been some other acquisitions. I think you bought some assets from Link Africa. There may have been one or two other deals I'm forgetting about. Um, but there's been talk of consolidation in this market for some time. We saw the MTN telecom talks, which, which fell through. There was talk that that was largely to get access to OpenServe and their fiber assets. Um, what, what do you see in this market? There are a lot of players out there. Do you expect there's going to be consolidation in the yeah. coming time? And who's going to drive it? I think your MNOs will drive it. Mm. You know, I think I think between your um, between Vodacom, MT, and Rain, they will drive it. You know, 
I think Rain's 5G driven at this point, you know, they're very yep. structured 5G network, first 5G network. I think they have to look at a solution which is a fixed, so they, they, they'll definitely drive it. Interesting. Know? And it makes sense. But mm. but you also look at the MTN, you know, if, if uh, it makes it makes sense for them to look at OpenServe, you know, to get to a fiber solution. Vodacom obviously looking at us. You know, I'm I'm listen, I'm I'm an old ex Vodacom Vodafone person, you know, and we've debated this for the last I would tell you the last fifteen years on conversions, mm. you know. And um and it's happening. It's happening faster than we think. So I think there will be, there, there has to be convergence. If you want 5G networks to, and, and it's the, remember, that's the beginning, uh, mm. is the 5G networks. If you want to get 5G networks to work the way they should work, yeah. there has to be converged technology behind yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, ISP side, I think, I think also, I think, I think we've seen it. You know, you saw Afrio school ideas, you know, you're seeing some, some consolidation. And it becomes a margin game. It's it's a bit of a size game in time, you know. So so I think yes, there will be quite a few ISPs in the market, but but I think there will be some some little consolidation here and there, mm-hmm. you know, because it's a, it's a bit of a scale thing. Yeah, you know. And as we digitalize more into that into that customer segment, I think I think you'll see some some people uh, consolidating faster because you have to really invest in your systems, mm-hmm. you know. And you can go look at every. Even even the F and O's, you know, if you look at where we were a little bit weak on was systems, mm-hmm. the customer experience side, and, and I, I would go the same with the system size side on on some of the smaller ISPs. And at the end, it's very capital intensive to get to the point where you give that customer service to people that that they need, you know. And and I think the more competitive it becomes on the customer service level, you know, the the you know the more pressure will be on 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 the capex and the investment in systems. Huge investments being made and uh, actually very exciting for the future of, of South Africa, if we can get this right. Might be replicated in other African markets and around the world. Uh, Dietloff, uh, fantastic chatting to you. Dietloff Marea is CEO of Massive and of Vumatel. Thank you so much for joining us in the studio today. Duncan, thank you. Always nice chatting to you. Thank you.